Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How you doing out there? It's me, Tigger. I am Darkwing Duck. It's me, Bonkers, D-Bobcat. All right, y'all. This is Ray, your favorite firefly. It is I, Hondo Onaka. My name is Jim Cummings, and welcome to Tuned In. Welcome to Tuned In with Jim Cummings here on the Four Finger Discount Network. I am Dano, joined right now by producer Chris. How you doing, sir? Hello, everyone. Good. How you doing? Going fantastic. And uh, we're also joined, of course, by the man, the myth, the legend. He is Mr. Jim Cummings. How are you, sir? Hello, and a good evening to one and all. But wait, there's more. But wait, there is more. And it's not one guy, Davis. He's off trekking on a holiday. We're joined by someone who's yes, far prettier. Right. Who is it, Jim? Yes. <laughs> this is my wife, Margaret. And she just so happens to be mother to Christopher. How about that? Yes. It's a family affair. We won't call her Mother Margaret. Margaret, no, how are you yeah, doing? No, no, no. <laughs> how are you, Margaret? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, good. You look nervous. Don't, look, don't be nervous. Let's do this. I'm excited to finally get you on the show. <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> no, she's not. Trust me. She's shy. She's not. Anyone who's followed Jim on social media knows that Margaret is definitely not a shy person at all, yeah. and for good reason. So, Margaret, you, just, you guys just got back. We're here to talk about your trip down under. You just got back from Australia, you, but you came here earlier in the year. How, how was the second trip round? Was it was it an improvement? Was it just as good? How was it? Well, from what I heard, we got the cold weather when we went this time. It yeah. was freezing. It is our winter. And raining. Yeah. I think it was one, one Celsius in Perth. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Is that how you say it? <laughs> one Celsius? When you're, when you're not from Australia, you think Australia is always hot. And in winter, it's yes. really not. Perth is usually the right. warmest right. it gets. Perth is the warmest it gets in Australia year round. How yeah. was it in Perth? Was it still cold in Perth? Well, it was colder in Perth than it was in yeah. Sydney. And in oh, Perth, it was, rain- it was raining the whole time. We had one day where it was sunny, but I mean, we had our toques or beanies, whatever you want to call them, on our big coats. Or hats. Yeah. <laughs> so did you go to Australia or did you go to Alaska? Did you, did you get your trips confused? or? <laughs> yes. We, I think it could have been Alabama. Well, when we got to the airport, all the flight attendants were late um, coming in. Oh. And so they were all getting on the plane along with us because they were going off about that there was ice on the tarmac. And they were slipping and sliding because they had to do something earlier and they couldn't believe it was cold and it was like the coldest it's ever been. And yeah. so we just got yeah. lucky, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm from Canada. So you're used to that it. That was yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, she was gone. Where's the cold? It's, it's not too cold. What were you doing, Chris, whilst mummy and daddy were over here in Australia? What were you doing? I heard you were on a bit of a road trip, right? <laughs> Bit of a road trip, yeah. I went to Nashville. It was more of a, a plane trip. Okay. 
but yeah, I've met up with some old friends and yeah, reunited, had a good weekend. Yeah. I was I was living it up. Living it up. Who lives it up more in the, <laughs> who lives it up more in the um in the household? Does Chris or does Margaret and Jim? Yes. Margaret and Jim, definitely. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Margaret and it's Jim. Jim and Chris. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's Jim and Chris. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think it was you and your dad. How about that? <laughs> there, we'll get that out of the way. Fine. What's uh, let's see if Jim knows uh, this. What is Margaret's drink of choice? Jim? Uh the one that's near. It yeah, has okay. to be near. <laughs> no, she likes wine. Wine. Okay. Any particular wine, Margaret? Yeah. Well, I like red wine. Red wine. Okay. Which yes. was hard for me to figure out because in Australia, everywhere we went on the menu was Australian wine. Yeah. So I did not know that either, that Australia produces quite a lot oh, of wine. Yeah. Very good wine. One of the restaurants we went to, I think it had like 45 pages of wines yeah. from Australia. From Australia, right. Did you bring any home with you? No. No, I'm not that big of a whiner. Favorite, favorite was <laughs> Koala Surprise was her favorite. How was the flight? Was it all right? Are you a good flyer? I just leave it to the pilots. Yeah, of course, course yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I, you know, the thing is, I'm sure if you if you went up there and you know in you Winnie the Pooh voice said, "I would love a tr- if I could just take over for five minutes," they'd probably go, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Go for it!" <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Security. <laughs> yeah. That's what probably probably would happen. Have you ever flown a plane before? Uh, n- let's see. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I jumped off of Haleakala. Well, okay. you know, halfway down to see you. The um, premiere in London for Christopher Robin, mm. we, they gave Jim a Winnie the Pooh bear to take home. And that was the worst thing that could have happened to us on the flight because we were up in first class and it went all around that Jim was, you know, Jim Cummings oh. and Winnie the Pooh. And every mother that had a crying baby on the back of the plane would come up with the flight attendant and say, oh, do you mind? Could you just give her baby a little bit of poo? And next thing you know, the the stuffed animal was out permanently on the foot of the bed and a baby would come up and Jim would be doing the little poo. And some of them brought their own poo. Which was less than rewarding. Bathroom's that way, lady. Yeah, yeah. If we were trying to stick him up in the overhead, but he was like a real special poo, so we didn't want to jam him up there with all the luggage and stuff. And we were hiding poo throughout the whole flight, yeah. trying to put him under the blankets and the pillows. Yeah, thank God no one walked in in the middle of this conversation. It would have completely different connotations. Uh, but you Boy. must love it, though, right? You know, that you can just bring joy and just... Oh, yeah. You because... Know, I fly into England with my wife with two small kids in about four weeks' time, and I am panicking because it's a twenty-four hour flight with a four-year-old yes, and a two-year-old. Yes, where you so are, oh my it's god, gonna be a, it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare. But you know, the fact that the, you know Winnie the Pooh was on fire. Can you can you come with us? I would, I need you there to right, to, right. To, to keep my kids from crying as well. <laughs> oh gosh, well one word: books on tape or so, you know. Yeah. Here, here are the headphones, honey. Well, we had a lot of luggage. We had which Jim wasn't thrilled about because we brought Lulu with us as well she's a teenager so you know how teenagers yeah, love their wardrobe teenagers so when we would get on and off the shuttles to transfer because we went to fiji in between jim would get like a little overwhelmed with all of the luggage and he would start to get this face expression and we always tell him jim you got to watch your face people know who you are jim just stop that with your face and then he'd say well you're you're governing me all the bags you're telling I, me what to do and then right. i'd say jim jim 
people are going to record you and it's going to be it's going to be on the internet and it's going to say Winnie the Pooh gets mad at the airport yeah. in Sydney. <laughs> so I told them to record my hernia instead here. Tell it to my hernia. The true Hollywood story. Oh yeah. <laughs> He'd suddenly put on like a normal face like wait what? <laughs> oh bother. We've got tonight's scandal. Winnie the Pooh yells at children. <laughs> yes. Oh god. <laughs> Or falls on the carousel of the luggage <laughs> because the bags were so heavy. Oh, my God. Or the wheels got broken off and we'd have yeah, to Yeah, that drag. was always fun. It's a tradition. Everywhere we go, we lose a wheel. Wait, 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 wait. Go back. Did you actually fall on the carousel or was that just a joke? I hope that's a No, he a did. Joke. <laughs> he, he falls over time. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, he falls on the, on the Well, escalator. I must not have been there. Show him your hand. No. <laughs> it was the other gym. <laughs> there, fine. <laughs> There. Are we happy? No, he has to do. I'll never play piano again. He, he has to do physical therapy for his fingers because he fell on the escalator and see how they're bent. No, that wasn't. They're there. not. They don't oh, well. go all the way up. They don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, nice. They match my she... head. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, this is painful. Are we done yet? So, did, did Jim pack anything, or was it just Margaret and your daughter? Uh, no. Yeah, I packed them. No, Jim. I could, my nickname for Jim's suitcase is the baby suitcase. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I say, why, why do you always have to pack that baby suitcase, Jim? Yes. <laughs> he could travel with one little bag and he would be fine. Completely fine. Two t-shirts, three underwear. What we did see in Perth was we went to the Perth Zoo and we actually saw a real Tasmanian devil. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Which we've never Absolutely. seen before. Yeah. And it was wide Not awake live. and running all around. And, you know, with Jim doing the Taz voice, he was recording the the Tasmanian running around and he was talking as Taz was, and, and this woman did not appreciate it. And I was trying to get my phone out to record yeah. her standing behind him, <laughs> listening to what he was doing, which I'm sure you can give a sample. And he was talking to the Tasmanian devil uh-huh. in Taz voice. Yeah. While he was recording. And the little guys, he's in there running around, pissed off at the air. You know, (laughs) nothing was going wrong and everything was perfect. And he had free food. He had, um, I think there might have been a family in there with him, wife and kids. And, you know, had a nice little hutch. You know, and I I was doing that too. And and the lady didn't, I was underappreciated. Let's put it that way. And Lulu was like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Dad, yeah. Dad you're, she doesn't know anything about Tasmanian Devil, obviously. Yeah. Stop it, Dad. And so, of course, Jim just did it more. Yeah. <laughs> and he's called Tazzy Devil, as you may well know. Yes. Uh, so... So did this woman say anything to you or was she just sort of just no, showing oh disgust? No, but her faces speak- were so obvious. Oh, she was yeah. like a thoroughly disgusted looking at him yeah. like he had a problem and like how <laughs> dare he make these terrible noises. And yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where is this man's helper? What's going on here? Yeah. I was mad she didn't want an autograph. I couldn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. What are you going to run into me next week? And she didn't get it. I don't and know. And every animal we saw, Jim had to create a sound yeah. for the animals, even if they didn't sound like that. Like, he, he has sounds for giraffes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hear this. Oh, God. Well, I, I can't remember it oh, now, but it's, it sounded tall. Yes. No, it was a very tall sound. You know? <laughs> a load out there. My, my whizzer, you know, don't, don't walk under there. 
do you have any pets? Because we we have a couple of pets, and I put I've like created voices for my pets. Do you have pets and create voices for them as well, or is that just a weird Brendan no, thing? No, but no, I've got some pet uh, algae. Okay, that I that <laughs> I've got. Uh, no, we have cats at this point. We used to have dogs. Well, we had dogs and cats. Dogs and cats and as fish in, and a bird. Raining. Yeah, now we're down to too many fish and too many cats because there's two of them. But uh, so you came to um, you came to Sydney first. You flew into Sydney, and you actually had a trip in between, which we'll get to in a moment. But ha- you've already been to Sydney before, though, right? This isn't your first trip. I've been there a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was well, my first trip. Yeah. It was your first trip to Sydney, really? Uh huh. I've never been. Wow, how'd you find? Did you do all the touristy stuff? Did you go to the Opera House and the Bridge and all that stuff? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We um, we did a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, Jim was doing a convention as well. Yeah. And with this convention, they have Jim obligated in the evenings to do meet and greets with their VIP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, what was vivid? It was vivid. Mm -hmm. The light. Oh yeah. That was great. The light show. Yeah. In Sydney. So that was amazing because they had, um, like big, huge, um, would, they, they look like squids that were all like kind of roaming down on the boardwalk of downtown Sydney where the, the harbor is. Mm-hmm. And then the drones would all come flying over across the bridge. And uh, that went on. I guess it was going on for a couple of weeks, but when we got there, it was just about, it was the last weekend. Yeah. So that was quite amazing to yeah. see that. Did you see all the um, the drones in the sky doing like a light shot as well? Mm-hmm. I think it was like drones. That looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was able to... I shot down a couple of them. <laughs> so it was okay. I, had a, I took the precaution of bringing a slingshot. Oh, as you would. Because yeah. you never know. <laughs> exactly. You can't trust every drone you see. You can't, you can't possess a gun in a show, but you can possess a slingshot. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We that's went it. to the Shangri-La Hotel because yes. it has okay. a tower restaurant at the very top. Yes. And I just knew with so much advertising on the plane with the, about this vivid, mm-hmm. I said to Jim, we, we've got to find somewhere do it. where we can watch this like from above everywhere. And so we went over there and went up for an early dinner because I think the light show started at 530 yeah. or 6. Yep. It gets dark in Yeah, in it gets Sydney. dark early. In early. winter, yeah. Yes. Really yes. dark. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were able to see that one of the nights. But, you know, the conventions are really long and time consuming. And then, you know, you're so exhausted. And then Jim's doing all of the meeting and the greeting. And what was funny was the um, convention was 45 minutes from the hotel. Wow. So they had yes, every every single talent all put on one bus. <laughs> and so we all loaded the bus and what we were waiting on, you know, the the managers, the handlers, the talent, everybody to get loaded on this bus. The hangers and then, on. And then off we'd go and go to the convention. And then that bus didn't leave till every single person was finished on the floor. So mm-hmm. if somebody had like a late photo up, um, we were waiting and it didn't matter. Like Alyssa Milano was there and she had lines for days for her photos and so the bus would be just sitting with all of the rest of us, you know, like the illustrator or the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Kevin I mean, Eastman, you name yeah. it, everyone was like, Superman yeah, yeah, was on so. there. <laughs> everyone was on there and we're just like waiting. And then <laughs> you have to go and do now the meet and greet. So by the time we got back to the hotel, we were lucky if we could even get dinner 
because a yeah. lot of places weren't taking seating anymore. Yeah, Alyssa was hungry. <laughs> well, I'm just envisioning you guys all getting on this bus. You know, Jim breaking out in the wheels on the bus go round and round. Of all the oh yes, yes. Along. I, I said that to him in the morning. You know, everyone's yeah. half asleep, and I go, Jim, and we sat in the very front because I wanted like a big view of while we're driving. Right, 45 minutes of Sydney. Who knows what yep. we're going to see? And I said, Jim, there's a mic and it's it, it turns on. Like, look, there's the on oh, switch. Boy. And I said, you should give a tour as Winnie the Pooh. But it was no, too it was too just early. Make stuff up. I was like, no, Pooh's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who needs who needs some serious uh, dollar signs to yeah do a tour <laughs> in the morning. If you're enjoying everything we do here at Tuned In and want access to even more Jim Cummings podcasts, you can support the show today on Patreon. Here you'll not only get early and ad-free access to the show, but you'll also get access to our exclusive Q&A podcasts, prize draws, our exclusive Facebook and Discord communities, as well as our Cummings commentaries, where Jim goes back and records audio commentaries for all those classic Disney Afternoons cartoons and in character. We kick things off this month with a revisit of an episode of Darkwing Duck. So go ahead and support Jim by becoming a member of the Tuned In family today at patreon.com slash Podcast. Link is in the description of this show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I guess like, that's the side we don't really see with these cons, is just how exhausting it can be on, on the talent, because, you know, People have their, their little couple of minutes with the guests and they're off on their way doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. But like, you know, Jim, you know, you're there all day. It, it's got to be tiring. Well, like you said, you got to, plus the waiting as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a personal philosophy that I don't, I want to be up for every single person. Yep. Because it's not like they can come next month and run into me or, or I them. And I, I try to have, try to treat, treat each and every one of them just as if they're the first and the one and only. You know, and, and the little kids will come up and, and it's, it's, I'll tell you one thing that's very interesting is that uh, whenever I do Winnie the Pooh, people think, oh my God, you just do it? You know, a lot of, and, and the little kids, their eyes go like saucers and it, and it's really a blessing. It, it really, it warms my heart. And they go, I thought you had to need a microphone or a special effect or something. And I go, well, I do. I, I stick my finger in my ear and I twist that, <laughs> that screw in there and out comes Winnie the Pooh. And uh, so it's very sweet. And, and of course, for a Tigger, you just have to do some bouncing. And, uh, and, they, and I just love the, the, you know, the eyes that when they, <laughs> it's, cause it's like, especially ladies, if I may say so, they could be 70 or 80 and all of a sudden they're five years old again yeah and it's so sweet it really is yeah i can imagine I've, maybe that's one sort of 
benefit you have being a voice actor is if you're just a a, a, a normal, like a usual actor where you're not a voice actor mm-hmm. and you want to be up, you've sort of got to be enthusiastic where if you've just got that voice in your catalogue, even if you're up or not, if you just pull that voice out, whether you're tired or not, it will just make someone's day. It's true. Uh, you know, it's it's like I say, it's a it's a blessing, and yeah. it's a it's just it's so wonderful to see people's reactions. You know, uh, it's well, a, you know, uh, the last time Chris, you went right mm-hmm. yeah. with Jim. Did you sit down at the table with Jim? Yeah, I did. For periodically, we'd sure. go back and forth, and the line was huge when we were out there. What was the line like when you guys were out there? It was wrapping around. Oh, huge, it was huge. It was Jim had the the biggest lines other than. Oh, the the Superman and Superwoman, uh, or yeah. uh, Lois uh, yeah. Lane, yeah. they were there together. Um, but yeah, it never stopped for Jim on both days. That's it's great. amazing. You know what people love in Sydney is Bonkers. Awesome. Yeah, Bonkers, Steve Bobcat. I was. Everyone was talking about Bonkers, and and so was Widget, Widget the World Watcher. Yeah, which uh, was an old cartoon that I did many moons ago wow. with Rusey Taylor. She of uh, Minnie Mouse fame, God rest her soul. And she was Widget, the world watcher, and I was Mega Brain. And people were coming up with, with Mega Brain things for me to sign. And I'm going, my God, I barely remember doing this. And yeah, and people would put me on the spot because I guess some people have seen our TikToks where I really don't yeah, know a lot of yeah. Jim's characters. <laughs> yes. And then they would ask, and I would go bright red, and I yeah. didn't know. And then they would get so mad, and they'd say, "How can you not know who Widget is?" And I'd yeah. be like, "Who Widget from Woohoo? Where what? Dude, yeah. Witchy Poo? Witchy Poo from HR Puff and stuff? Is that what you Witchy said? Poo? Yeah, right, right. Ooh, no. And they and they got me on the Hondo Anaka because I uh-huh. thought the the bird. Well, the, Jim has a picture of Honda with this. I thought it was a bird on oh. his shoulder. And I just got schooled and this guy recorded the whole thing because evidently it's a monkey. It's a lizard monkey. Okay, a lizard Not monkey. Not just any monkey. <laughs> okay, who knows that are, here? Did you know that, Chris? I, I do. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Margaret. You okay. can no longer be a part of this podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, here we go, Brandon. It looks like a bird. Well, okay, fair enough because you didn't see all of him. And then they you didn't gave, see his good monkey parts. Did you, That's did, the problem. Did you do the? Does, does the bird make a noise too? I, or voice? I, I think so, and I might have just, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, one of those things. And here's my favorite, one of my favorite trivia questions. There are two, count them, two lizard monkeys in the Star Wars universe. I slash Hondo Onaka, I own one of them. Now I cannot expect that you would know this voice or know his name, but. Do you know the other Star Wars character who has one? The Crumb character isn't. That's Jabba the Hutt. That's not a monkey. I don't know who is it. That was it. It was. It was. Yes, Jabba, Jabba the Hutt. Oh, it was Jabba the Hutt. It's a okay. lizard monkey. Oh, okay. yes, yes. Oh, I and, thought it was a bird. And my name. Well, <laughs> see, his, mine is Pilf Muckmuck. Yep. And his is. Oh gosh, I'm going to forget his name. Milf Puck Puck. Yeah, no, it's something <laughs> less interesting. Anyway, mine's better. <laughs> yeah, so I got schooled about that all day long. Like, they were very, very uh, offended that I didn't know who the pink monkey was. Lizard monkey. There are some definite characters at those conventions for sure. <laughs> and and they get very oh, yeah. testy if you don't. I remember I worked at one of them once for my previous employer. selling. I was just selling board games, right? And, for example, there's an old movie, Bill and Ted. You may have heard of Bill and Ted with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Sure. And the Bill and Ted board game. And this guy went, I'd like you know anything about Bill and Ted. Tell me, who was the actors? And I went, 
what's Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter? They're one of my favorite movies. Yeah, well, what what year did it come out? I'm like, I don't know, like 1987 or something, 88? And he goes, uh, well, okay then. I was like, why are you so angry at me? I'm just trying to sell you a board game, the Bill and Ted yeah. board game. And like, he's like, but if I didn't know anything about Bill and Ted, how dare I try and sell him the board game? He was just, he was so angry at me. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Well, you know, I you can you can tell him that um, his favorite people had a really lousy cartoon. I should I probably shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> Too late. Anyway, they had a they had a cartoon. I did about two or three episodes. No and we joke. had to do them on a Saturday. That was one of my favorite oh, yeah. cartoons as a kid. But was it the first? Was well, it that's the... what I meant. That's what I. Okay, let me finish. That was one of my favorite <laughs> cartoons. Wait, God, you just cut, cut me off. Okay, just cut me off. But no, it was it was really a good. It was like I was saying, and Keanu would show up, and he and he would say he would cuss, and he, and he he would always sit in the corner and he go, oh, whoa, I am a foul mouthed youth, with a straight face. And <laughs> damn if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Whoa. I am a foul-mouthed youth. <laughs> and so, and Gordon Hunt went, uh-huh, yep. Who did you play on that show? Because there was only about 13 episodes of it. Uh, that one guy. That Remember that guy? Oh, the guy, that, yeah, the guy who me. knows the other guy. Yeah, I know the guy. That one guy who, who, who was standing <laughs> next and then he went, whoa, something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Because they did that series and then they did a, a second season, but it was Keanu and Alex went a part of the second season. They just... They bought the rights of the show, a different company, and just made it their own. It was weird, yeah. Oh, wow. That must have been wonderful. Oh, it was. Well, you thought the first one was bad. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get um? Did you get any good gifts from fans this time around? I know last time you were given special candles or something. Someone gave you some candles when you were in Melbourne that time? Oh, yeah, the Disney candles. Yeah. yeah. We, we got so much stuff. I mean, yeah, a lot we, of we, had to, we had to ship like four boxes back. Yeah, I had a 50-pound piece of chocolate. That's that's the thing because because of because of how impactful these characters are. It's like they they're paying to see, but they also want to thank you as well, and they've they've got things for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we were trying to collect all of the zoo animals because people were giving us uh, co- the koala bear. Oh yeah. And what is that ball? Uh, the the animal that rolls up into a ball. Wombat. Oh, echidna. Oh, echidna. Echidna. Echidna round. Yes, oh, we, we call a, we call it a porcupine. No, the quaka. Oh well, he. Oh, the quaka. Oh, the quaka is like a little. A quaka is like a mini wallaby. Oh. He's like a little koala. He's okay. Yeah, he's well. They were giving us all the stuffies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love those little guys the, with the permanent smile. The quakas are fantastic, aren't they? I mean, there's they're one in a. I, I that's they're all by themselves. Yeah. You know they make they make koala bears look like gargoyles. As far as I'm concerned, you know, <laughs> you can only see them in Perth. They're nowhere else. Ever. You can't find them anywhere else. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. There's an island called Rotnest Island, right. and yeah. that's the, that's where they originate from. They're, you can only find them there. They might have them at zoos and things, but you can only find them in the wild on Rotnest Island. Wow. So, um, Christina V is that her mm-hmm. name? Christine yeah. V. She plays the voice of the ladybug. It was a ladybug cartoon, I believe. Was it the ladybug? And she does yeah. a lot of anime. She went to the island, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess they stayed in, what are those tents called? Tents. No, they're like, Christopher, <laughs> what are know. those? They're like kind of permanent tents. Like a teepee? Like a teepee? Yeah. Oh. But they have like a fancy name for them there. Anyway. <laughs> Canvas constructs. They, they, they got talked into going there and evidently um, they spent the night there and they froze and yeah. <laughs> poured with rain and they had hardly any blankets and it was like quite a... Um, 
you know, new experience to, to be able to see these animals. <laughs> That's weird because on Rottnest Island, it's literally like a party island. You can go there and, have, and stay in resorts and things. Why you would live in wow. a tent on that island is, is crazy. Maybe they wanted Whoops. the true experience of being out in the wild. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, they were misinformed. Definitely while we were We in are Fiji. not going to use their travel agent. Yes. But what, what gifts did you get, though, from fans this time around? Well, we got a lot of honey. Yeah, a lot of honey. We got a lot of honey. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a life-size uh, piece of chocolate of Australia. It was hard to get on the plane. Yeah. Not a small piece. Huge. I would not want to pay the we tax to come it. on that thing. No way. Yeah, no, it was, it, I'm cereal. It was, <laughs> it was about as big as a home plate in base, baseball, in a baseball game, if that really gives you an idea. Yeah, not a small piece of chocolate. I can't imagine doing anything with it but staring at it. So- Listeners out there, if you're going to approach Jim with a gift at a convention, think about how he's going to get it home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. They had really big, uh, unique pieces of, I guess, Disney characters that Jim did or mm-hmm. Funko Pops that oh, like yeah. you, we haven't seen. Like yeah. They had King Triton, mm-hmm. a Funko Pop, and it was huge. My kids got one in there. They're like a six-inch one. They're the bigger ones, yeah. Right. Ariel! Okay, I yeah. had to get that out of my system. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, we had to get those kind of things. And I think we found a Funko Pop of, well, Jim is now doing the voice of Baloo. Of uh, Baloo, yes. Yeah. And so we found a Funko Pop of Baloo and, like, just things that we haven't found over in the United States. What was the other one that was really rare? Oh, gosh. Uh, not Savage Dragon? King Louie. King Louie. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, Louie. Yeah. The Tailspin one. The Tailspin. Yeah, and then there's and then, good old uh, Louie from Tailspin. Yeah. Right. Tailspin and then the one from Tarzan. From, uh, Jungle Book. Jungle Book, right. One of my favorite clips is of you is you sent it to me. It's one of the behind-the-scenes videos available on um, on the Patreon is you fi- finding things to do, hold up in the camera to do the voices for. And you go, oh, yeah. you can, you can <laughs> just right. hear Jim go, you can just hear Jim go, what's that, that thing, that stupid thing over there? And you're like, a pop? Yeah, pop. what's that stupid thing over there (laughs) yeah well christopher's sitting in the in the pop room oh yeah funko pop room they're all to the other side we're 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 building the the funko pop yeah now 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 having done baloo for the the, uh what is a hundred anniversary um i've kind of come full circle so i'm thinking and and give me your professional opinion i should do a duet with myself singing uh ooby do I wanna be like you hoo hoo Oh bo bo ba ba da boo you know Louie and Baloo. Oh, 100%. oh yeah there you go because I uh, do a duet with myself. <laughs> I've I've done it with Tigger and Pooh. As long as you're doing the dance at the same time, right? Yeah well yeah okay well moing <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I'll do that. <laughs> I did get to meet Louis Prima once, once. Yeah. Uh, so I was very, very honored. And uh, he, he was standing outside of a, you're not going to believe this, but it was in New Orleans in the French Quarter outside of a nightclub. Crazy. Oh. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, crazy, right? And I, and I, and I was, and I, you know, you see somebody famous and, and I I'd prob- probably not many kids from Ohio knew who he was, but my dad was crazy about him. And he liked the the one song he said that, that he had, and it was called, How Come My Dog Don't Bark When You Come Round? Because the, 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 the thing was, you know, his wife was at home, 
and anybody who comes by the door, the dog goes out of his mind. And there's a friend of his, that, that an acquaintance of his, that can come around and the dog doesn't bark because he's been there a few times when Louie wasn't home. And and I told him that, and he goes, yeah, that's that's the one, cuz you don't ever want to have to sing that song. And I said, okay, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, great guy. And and I knew Sam Butera too. I hired him yeah. once to play at a, yeah, to play at a, a an affair. So was that the one for your birthday? Was it that one? Yeah, because there was there was one you, you lost your voice for your birthday. Was it your fortieth or something? Oh no 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 no! But it was one? for a birthday. Was for a birthday. Yeah, okay. So so Jim, Jim likes um, his birthdays. I was going to say, so it sounds like Jim likes to throw a big birthday bash for himself every year. He does. <laughs> uh, we're actually going to do his 70th this year because oh. it was his 70th last year and he was working mm-hmm. and I was sick and yeah. the kids weren't around. So we're going to throw a big, huge one this year. I mean, at 70, you've got to do it. I'm assuming you just, look, D- Disneyland is going to let you rent the place out for nothing, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I, think, I think Christopher's on the wait list for Club 33, aren't you? I'm joining. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm dead serious. Yeah. So Club 33, what, what, how does that work, that concept at Disneyland? So what, what is, for people who aren't aware of Club 33, tell us, how does that work? Boy, that's, it's hard to say. Well, it's, it originally started because uh, it was named after the year that Walt Disney started his Disney empire, yeah. 1933. And it uh, originally started as a, a very private very intimate little uh, gathering hole, watering hole, the only place that served any alcohol, mind you, in Disneyland. And if you're looking for it, good luck. You're not going to find it. You got to know where it is. And you really have to know somebody to get in. And so I've been there some X amount of times, but um, over the years, and uh you know, you have to know somebody, then they'll, they'll you, you call somebody and then somebody sends somebody else down and then they walk and then they check you out and they, you know, look this way and cough and, um, and then, okay, good. You can come in. So, uh, so we, we did that. And, um, I remember it was years ago. I was there. Oh gosh. Good while ago. It was right after princess and the frog, kind of a cute story. And they had completely redone it all completely, completely wouldn't have recognized it. And um, so I'm, I'm walking, they, they let us in and uh, I was there with my, like I say, my two younger daughters and uh, we're walking up the steps and, and they're, they're smiling and they're looking at me and they're going, uh, so do you know where you are? And I go, yeah, I think I'm in club 33. And they go, yeah, but uh, you were here before. And I go, yeah, he goes, it doesn't look the same. And I go, it looks nothing not one board looks the same. And so, uh, and then I'm walking along and there are pictures of, uh, on the wall. And of course these are Disney paintings. So they're moving and there's a little log cabin sitting on a bayou and there's smoke coming out of the chimney actively. It's not just a painting of smoke coming out of it. And I said, Oh, okay. Then you look and then there's Oh, wow. Is that, is that a duck? No, that's an alligator. Okay, good. In the water. And then you're walking and then there's another one. And then you walk into the room and there's a, a nice, big, gorgeous bar there. And there is a, uh, t- there's a picture of a sax player and a, and a trumpet player on the wall. And um, there's a trumpet hanging above the bar and a saxophone hanging above the bar. And depending on who's taking a solo, the 
musician disappears from the painting, reappears up on the wall playing the solo. And then they go back and forth, trumpet to sax, and, and I'm walking around and and my, my one daughter was sitting over there at the ta- at the piano playing these songs and they and this fella says, Do you still not know where you are? And I go, Wow, this is really, really familiar. And they hand me Oh, I think we you can hand me that little thing over there, hon. They hand me the menu. Yeah. And they say, You're in Tiana's place from Princess and the Frog. Right. And there is the menu. With my big glowing butt. Right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on in, y'all. There you go. Club thirty three. Whoo. That's right. And uh and there is, by the way, is Evangeline. Look how she lights up the sky. That's my bell, Evangeline. And here's my bell, <laughs> Margaret. So <laughs> I'm assuming they're all just like starstruck by you, right? I I guess. And I, I didn't know anybody because you know I'm a voiceover guy, and and I and I said to him, I said, "How did you know who I am? I mean, I don't, I don't get that." And and he goes, "He's so sweet." The guy says, "Mr. Cummings, everybody here knows who you are." And and I and I look around and I go like this, and there's like eight or ten waiters, and they're all sitting there looking at me. <laughs> and I go, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I see. Okay, hi, you know." You know, nomine patriot fili, it's spiritu sanctum. Oh, <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I felt like the Pope for a minute. But uh, so that's my story. Wait, what was on the menu? We got to know. Yeah. We got to know something oh. that was on the menu. Well, we just so happened oh. to have it here. I, I couldn't hear you here. I can I can uh, open it for you. Oh, okay. Do they have some of them crawfishes? Ooh, let me tell y'all what we got. We got the ruby, got that ruby red grapefruit there. You put it in your face. And let's see what else we got. We got the cheering menu, but there ain't no cheering on the menu. Well, we're going to have to keep looking. How about that assorted mountain debt beverages? <laughs> Woo, you know that's good. It's a fountain. And a beta room beer. A beta root beer. Hmm. Well, there's nothing good on here so far. Well, there is a mint julep piss. Anyway, there you have it. Here, I'll give you the. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to say uh, it's a good sales pitch for Club Thirty Three, and two he said, "Well, there's nothing good yes. on here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, according to Ray, I can imagine the prices must be uh, up there as well. <laughs> Only those who imagine. can afford to get to Club Thirty Three can afford to pay for the food there as well. <laughs> no, listen, honestly, right. ask Chris. He's on the waiting list. He's got. He's getting a membership. It's like it's like the same as getting like a. A golf membership at a country club or like, you know how they have those like members only restaurants like Soho House and stuff. It's yeah. like a similar process to that. Yeah. It's like you get a recommendation yep, and then you pay, you know, wait on a waiting list. And then eventually one day you get accepted and pay all their fees and everything, blah, blah, blah. Well, here in Australia, we have a really big sporting ground where we play Australian rules football and cricket. It's called the MCG, the Melbourne Cricket Ground. And if you want to be part of the mm-hmm. social club there, it's like a 20-year wait to get in there. But you've got to, you know, mm-hmm. pe- pe- my, I've got friends who have put their kids on the list now who are like three, and they'll get they'll get in there when they're like 20. But you got that's how long you got to wait to get that's on the bad. list. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah that, wow. we've, we've heard it's quite a while for Club 33, like close to 10 years. Wow, yeah. It's funny you brought up now because I now think I've been in there by accident. So I was there on my honeymoon in 2016, right? 
And we'll, we met friends over there who are also from Australia, but they're over there as well. And we thought, we're so hungry, but we don't just want like a, a crappy hamburger and chips. Let's, let's go find somewhere. And we stumbled across this place. It, well, is it like a restaurant? Because it looked like, it felt like a restaurant, right? Oh, yeah. And everyone's oh, yeah, dressed all it's, fancy it's and blah, blah, blah. And we yeah. walked in and there was no one in there. And we just sort of walked in. We sat down. We're like, it's weird. a restaurant in Disneyland and no one's in here anyway, all right? So we're sitting down and we're looking at the menus and people are looking at us funny. And this girl walks over and she goes, um, excuse me, um, uh, do, you, do you have a, an invitation to be in here? And we go, no, no, just walked in. She goes, ah, oh, I'm sorry, we have to ask you to leave. It must have been Club 33. She didn't say it was Club <laughs> that 33. Was Club 33. <laughs> was it upstairs? And she was just like, ah, I think you need to leave, sir. You are not welcome here. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think I've been in there, sat down, but I was a, I was a commoner who they looked at, laughed at for a little, bit, little bit, and then they escorted me out quietly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, well, th- those members of Club 33, they know how to party. <laughs> they, they shut Disneyland down. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yes, they do. So, Chris, Jim and I, the girls, mm-hmm. I, I, there was just a, a pile of us. We got invited because Jim was singing at Club 33, right? For like a, yeah, pri- for a, a private party private for, event, yeah. for, private, for Club 33. Yeah. And uh, at the party, what time did the party start, Chris? 11? Midnight. midnight? Yeah, midnight. Yeah, midnight. Okay. And, and they get you, you get on the train. And everyone loads up on the train, which I, I didn't even know that thing went anywhere. I thought it was kind of for oh, show. Yeah. No, it did. Yeah. Takes you through Jurassic Park world and stuff like well, things great. I didn't even know they had there. And then you get off and it the whole entire park is closed down with bands everywhere. Yeah. Completely um, closed down. Big, huge buffets with ice filled with crab legs sticking out and lobster yeah. everywhere. Big giant ice sculptures. Big part champagne flutes everywhere. And no no uh, staff really other than people that are like serving the food. And it's a free-for-all. And you can go on Disneyland the rides. Disneyland after dark. Yeah, you yeah. can go on the rides. Nobody's there to like strap you in or do anything. We went on, uh, what was that ride with the water? Oh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. The, the water ride. <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's, oh, yes, that was it. The Pirates we, of the Caribbean. We just went on and that over and over again. It was like two in the morning. Yeah, there we're was, just We didn't see anybody. It was like 10 of us all piled on yeah. there. <laughs> Nobody's getting, telling us to get off. I got stuck on that ride for 90 minutes. It stopped right at the very start. Oh. oh. Where it was just this, it was this oh. thing going... Dead man tell no tales. And we had to listen to that for oh, about 90 yeah. minutes because yes. it got stuck. And oh. they wouldn't let us get off. <laughs> so it's just oh, wow. 90 minutes of dead man tell no tales. <laughs> you thought you were going to become one of them and not tell this tale, but you made it. If you don't let me off this thing, you will be, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, that sounds great. Oh, so yeah, how good long stuff. ago was that party? What, what were you singing at the party? How long ago was it? Uh, well, it was, um, it was for, uh, they had me sing both my songs from Princess and the Frog. Okay, gonna sense. take you there and my belle Evangeline, and uh, boy, it was fun. Yeah, and I was on the I the was boat. on the boat with yeah. uh, with like a I don't know seven piece brass band. You know, they had a tuba, they had a trumpet, saxophone. It was so nice. It was really well done. Very yeah. very classy. They had some unique food there. I had an alligator gumbo that night. Yeah. I remember alligator gumbo and like. I swear it was like stork or something. It was some exotic bird. It was a weird bird, not a stork, 
but it was something. Yeah. Do you a- animals what? that are extinct for the commoner, but for Disney fans or for Disney <laughs> 33. <laughs> yes. They but breed I'm them just for Club 33. <laughs> yes. Well, these members. Try the all, dodo. They all know yeah. each other. And evidently they like travel everywhere together and they go and do everything. So like they send it like they're, they're not even playing around. Like the, the, the parties are like a whole other level because oh, yeah. they all know each other and they're all like big kids that are filthy rich running around <laughs> Disneyland in the middle of the night. Yeah. Was I was wild. happy to be their mascot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that night. Well, I'll tell you, uh, just shooting back to Sydney, um, the one thing that Jim did that was a little bit different was they had him on a stage, right? Oh, yeah. Like a, a little mini kind of Q&A. Uh, was, yeah, regular. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that mini. There was but it wasn't mini. There, yeah. It was like, I was going to say like a little mini stadium because people were oh, singing yeah. in there and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the questions were very serious, very different than in the United States. Mm-hmm. They came very prepared. They had their notepads. They had their questions. They were really considering it like it was like a journalism interview. And so mm-hmm. that was really interesting because you actually got to hear some some real serious dialogue. Evidently, you know, um, there was a lot of questions about Disney doing the movies, uh, the the sales of their films, their animation, and you know the the competitors, and they had all their their numbers figured out. And you know, in the United States, not many people would ask somebody who's been on the uh, front end of Disney for almost <laughs> 40 years um, about the competitors and what the money oh, yeah. they're making and stuff right. like that. So they were taking it really seriously there. I yeah. found that one pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if that's because, you know, here in Australia, they, they might have been taking the perspective of, well, Jim may never come back. So this might be my only chance to ask him some questions. So let's not ask him the stuff he's already been asked. Where maybe in America, you know, because you do so many in America, it's almost like they... Don't take it for granted, but it's like, oh, he might come back in the, like, next year or things like that where right. we, not that we respect it more, but it's like we, we treat it like this could be a one-time only. Sure. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I do have that sense. Yeah. I think it means more to us as well because, you know, you coming this far, like there's, there'll be people there that you, you, may, you may never come back. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, a, it's a big trip, you know? You never know. Yeah. And it's been, what, 10 years in between trips? So yeah, I think Australians just really respect oh, yeah. the fact that they're getting the chance to meet you. Like they really respect the fact that you've made the trip down. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting nice, it. They yeah. were very respectful. It was very serious. It was still fun, but it was it was more serious topics. And mm-hmm. the ones that didn't get, you know, the mic to come over to them, they then would get in the line and they would wait in the line. And then they, and you'd see them with these pads. And I was like, I oh, wonder if who's that that's coming up. And then they would say, you know, I didn't get to talk to you at the Q&A. So do you mind, can I ask you these questions now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was fine. like yeah. being interviewed on the floor in the lineup for the autographs yeah. again. <laughs> they weren't going to let that one go. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it so much. I wanted to ask you a question. There is a Ninja Turtles movie coming out in next month or well, early August and mm. Leatherhead's in it, but it's voiced by a woman. Were you ever at all consulted for that role? I heard about that, and that's going to be interesting. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I can only assume Leatherhead is going to be a female in the movie because you wouldn't. Uh, it doesn't really make sense yeah. to hire Rose to play yeah, a male character, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, uh, Leatherette Head. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah uh, I wasn't approached. I, none of my friends were that I know of. The the you know the guys uh, from the cartoon. Yeah. So I I don't know. 
That's a, that's a strange one to me. That 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 you know, you guys were the original voices, and the fact that you weren't even yeah. consulted on the characters just seems it seems wrong to me. Especially especially for that character. I yeah. mean, I could see another one, you know, here or there. I mean, maybe even a turtle. I don't know, but um, you know, the idea of a female ninja isn't, you know, th- that's not that far fetched. No, you know, Electra from Daredevil. Yeah. But yeah, the idea that Leatherhead. Because Leatherhead, the uh, the voice that I used was the captain from the very yeah. first tugboat. I think I mentioned, you know, his name was Léonce Leblanc, and it don't sound like no woman, no. Okay, B. Arthur, maybe, but but she's the only one. <laughs> makes a good uh, makes a good soup, right? He t- taught you how to make a good soup. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I don't know. I I I can't wait to not see it. I mean, I'll I'll see it as soon as I can. <laughs> But didn't oh. you just do didn't didn't you just do a video game as Leatherhead? I I think so. Yeah. He just I did. Didn't, I think didn't yeah. you do Shredder recently as a for a video game? You did Shredder. Shred- oh right? yeah, I was Shredder. I was one third of the Shredder of the Shredders. So you were you were you Shredder after James passed or James left? So he, he didn't. Uh, yeah, he, he left yeah. Well, the, he left. Yeah, he left. He left. Yeah. James Avery left. He was the first yeah. one. Then Dorian Harewood, my buddy. He one of okay. my fellow California raisins. And then um, I don't know what what happened with that, but I, I was uh, shredder for the last maybe two years or year and a half, something like that. Okay, of the of the series, the original series. That's one of one of the characters that you don't really get sort of assigned. When people think of Jim Cummings, they very rarely think of Shredder, but Shredder's a yeah. very no. very big character. But it's just odd that you. Oh yeah. No, no one thinks of Shredder, Jim Cummings. You know, it's always you know, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Darkwing. It's it's not Shredder. Yeah, I was the third Shredder, so that. That'll be a part of it, I'm sure. I'm sure, but you know, people in Australia sure did. I, I signed a lot of shredders. Yeah, well, yeah. I've, I've got. A, I'm part of sort of like Ninja Turtles fan groups, and so many people were commenting on how amazing it was hearing Leatherhead speak and hearing this, the history of the Leatherhead character and getting to meet mm-hmm. you, Supernova. There were so many people that were just so glad they got to meet the Leatherhead. You know? Wow, that's great. Well, I like yeah. meeting them too. So you went to Sydney, and Perth was the one after, but in mm-hmm. between. So, you know, we were going to do a show when you were down here, but we didn't find time. And I messaged you. I was like, Jim, do you want to yeah. do a show? And you're like, ah, I could, but I'm on my way to Fiji. I was like, what? 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 Yeah, what? Right. Fiji? <laughs> like, yeah. Tell us about Fiji. It was great. It was her idea. You know, big surprise. <laughs> and uh, she, got, she got, we were sitting around. And she goes, okay, so let's uh, pack up some of our bags and uh, we're going to put the others in storage. And I go, and why do you suppose we do that? She goes, we're not going to need them in Fiji. And I went, oh, well, that, that, sure, okay. You know, so off we went. And I had no idea Fiji was so close. Because when you first told me, because Guy, our, you know, our the co-host, he messaged me saying, are we doing a sure. show tomorrow? And I went, I think Jim's going to Fiji. He's like, what? Where's yeah. he? What? And I, I looked it up, and it's only about a three, four-hour flight away. I, uh-huh. I always thought Fiji was so far away from Australia. But, yeah, it's actually yeah. quite close. And Nicola, my wife, was like, wouldn't it be nice to just decide I'm going on a holiday to Fiji? I was like, it would be lovely. But yeah, you were telling me that when yeah. you were there, you got to record some songs with a band or something. It was fun. Yeah. Would, would you tell them? Well, we went to. It was our idea. We went to one of the hotels after dinner to see if we could find like um, some music or something, you know. And there was these three gentlemen. They were Fijian, and they Incredible. were. Incredible. They were sitting with their guitars. They had their mics and they were 
kind of a bit of a cluster in the beginning, really. Remember the the mics fell off the stand, the speaker fell over. I mean, we were just going, oh my God. And Jim was like, oh, I feel so bad for these guys. And it it was kind of, you know. And they got it together and they were wonderful. And then, yeah. All three sang. When they started, oh my goodness. And they were doing a lot of cover bands. Oh yeah, a lot of cover tunes, yeah. Of American music that Jim loves. Oh yeah. And so Jim was kind of clapping away and everyone was very, you know, serious. And Jim likes to acknowledge when somebody's finished singing and if if he likes the music, that, yeah. you know, they're good. Now sitting there clapping, forcing everybody else to clap. Yeah. Out of and, and he could kind of get a couple claps from everybody, but n- yeah. n- nobody was like really into it. Mm-hmm. And then I went over and I left a tip, which I guess is something that you, you guys in well, Australia they, yeah. don't do either. Well, we, we make the businesses pay the workers a lot more money. That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. And that's so good. I went up and I tipped them and I said, you know, my husband just loves your music and he's a singer. And they were like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Thank you so much. And we sat back down and like 20 minutes later, um, they asked Jim to come up and sing with them. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? Yeah. And so Jim went up and they took like five minutes to figure out what they were going to yeah. sing. And... Ended up singing Stand By Me. When the night is cold, boom, 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 and I landed on that one. Yeah. A lot of fun. Did you sing the Benny King version or the John Lennon version? Which version did you sing? Uh, the Benny King. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The old one. John was good. And they were so good. Yeah. And, and we just had so much fun with them. We enjoyed it so much that um, I gave them our hotel and our room number. And I said, why don't you come to our hotel tomorrow night and play with us in our suite? And they were like, what? Are you sure? You know, Yeah, and they had a we, gig. Yeah. And we said, yeah, we'll hire you guys. We just want to keep hearing you guys sing. And so really good, yeah. the next day I said to Jim, oh, we should go down, down and catch the fire dancers down by the pool. It was starting at like, I don't know, five. And we went down there and we met the general manager of the hotel and we started talking and we said, oh, yeah, we have a band coming over from, from the Sheraton. <laughs> Just he, making ourselves at home. He said, um, oh, let me get you a big suite and you have a view of the ocean. Let me set all of that up for you. I'd love to do that for you. Blah, blah, blah. Here's my business card and email me and I'll make sure you have it. Well, we never heard from him again. <laughs> and then we got a call. <laughs> and then we got a call from the front desk and they said, the band is here. And Jim and I were actually saying, I don't think they're going to show. Yeah. I mean, do they really think we were serious? You know, we were kind of having some drinks. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, let, let's just shower anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we had gone snorkeling all day. We were there. We might as well shower. And they showered and Lulu answered the phone. And she comes and she says, um, hey. And I'm in the bathroom in the shower. And I go, yeah. And she goes, the band's down in the lobby. <laughs> and we were like, Oh my God, they showed. So like, I'm trying yeah. to shower as fast as I can, yeah. with like full of salt water in my hair. We're snorkeling all day. And then Jim's like, what do you think? And I go, well, come on, let's go down there. Yeah. We were like 20 minutes late and you could see on their face. And I mean, they had all of their equipment, the speakers, oh, yeah. the microphones, mm-hmm. the guitars, everything. And you could tell on their face that they were just about to walk up to the front desk, maybe to leave a message that they were leaving. Or that they were going to call us and say, you know, we're, we're just going to head out. Yeah. And one of the guys turned and he caught me kind of looking at him. My hair was all wet. 
all combed back. You know, I wasn't sure if he recognized me. I said, oh, it's Jim Cummings' wife. How are you? And their face just sounded like they they let out like this huge sigh, sigh. Relief. and they all looked at each other <laughs> and then they we all just started hugging yeah. and, and then Jim came in and high-fying and everything and we said, come on, let's go. And they yeah. put all the equipment on the suitcase trolleys. <laughs> we yeah. found an elevator. It was great. We set up in our suite, which wasn't that big and uh, we just moved the furniture around. Nice view. Yeah. And um, they jammed and they played a lot of their Fijian music, mm-hmm. which was just beautiful. And to look at them and then to hear them sing, you just would never imagine mm-hmm. that it's coming from them. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, then Jim got in with them and Jim jammed with them and we recorded it. And then they said, you know, we just want to let you know that um, we have our gig still tonight back over at the Sheraton. Mm-hmm. So we got to pack up and head over there. But we would like to invite you back to our house and uh, jam tonight. And, and just so you know, there's 16 of us that live all together and we are not people of means, but we all really, really love music and we all love each other and it's what makes us happy. And it would just be us our honor if we could bring you back to the house and, you know, we could continue this jam session. The only problem was that we were flying out in the morning yeah. and we had to be at the convention in Perth. And they were playing at the Sheraton and they were closing. So that would have been too late for us to have done yeah. it. But we're definitely going to take a rain check on that. Yeah. <laughs> it was when just we're down amazing. there next week, we'll see them. Yeah. <laughs> you sang I Stand By Me at the show, but like, what did you sing in your room with them? Oh, gosh. I uh, Maybe like a Billy Joel song or something. Yeah, I don't even s- remember. Yeah, you sang Billy Joel. Yeah. And then you sang some of the Fe- one of the Fijian songs with them. Mm-hmm. And then they actually um, want Jim to come back and they want to record a song, a, yeah. Fe- a Fijian song with Jim. And uh, I think we're going to we're gonna look into the possibility next, of doing it. Next time it. I'm there. Are you coming back to the Supernovas late in the year or is it, are you done for Australia now for a while? I think we're done for a while, yeah. They yeah, have okay. one that's... There's, two more, at the, there's yeah. two more at the end of the year, but I wasn't sure whether you were coming back for those Yeah, ones. I don't think so. I, I understand them to be smaller. And I've got different things booked up yeah. here, so... Yes, yeah, exactly it, it, right. yeah. If it comes up that we could make it work, we would. Yeah. Uh, because then we would go over to Fiji after and have, uh, you know, Chris and everyone come on <laughs> out and make a make a holiday out of it. And then yeah, Jim yeah. could record the song. So, you know, we never say never, but for right now, that it's a... A bit of a conflict with the schedule. It was another thing mm-hmm. where I was so confused by the text. So the first thing was, I'm going to Fiji now. I was like, okay, I'll see you when you get back. And then you messaged me saying, hey, the band's coming over tonight. Should we record something? And I was like, what? What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about, Jim? <laughs> All these cryptic messages. Wait, <laughs> the band's coming over. FYI, Margaret's got no phone, doesn't work or something, and Jim's lost his phone. I'm like, then how are you texting me? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, Jim loses it, and then all you have to do is feel his pockets. Okay. And then it's like, okay, it's he like, didn't lose it. But the, but I'm prepared to say, okay, he's lost his phone. What are we going to yeah. And then well, within 30 seconds, he's found his phone because he was just sitting on it. Yeah, I just get it. I just tell her that so she feels my pockets. Yeah, I, I, that's right. understandable. <laughs> there, I've said it. Are you happy? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so you went from Fiji, you went to Perth. Yeah, so all around, you enjoyed your trip down under? Oh, oh absolutely. My gosh. I love it. The only thing was that not many people take cash. Yeah, it was just a case of 
that's sort of one of the things that sort of popped up during COVID. They're like, you I'm know, sure, yeah, you can't, you can't not doing cash and businesses have just gotten used to it now. Which I'm, yeah. I'm not for either because I like to carry around cash in my pocket. You know, do cashies on the weekend here and there, jobs, oh, yeah. and it's just like, well, I've got twenty dollars here, take it. Like, nah, I'd rather your card. I'm like, but I'm holding twenty dollars right here. Would you not like to take yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were at a restaurant. Yeah. Oh we, yeah. Or last night, and um, when we went to go pay, Jim was pulling out cash. And he had just thrown some in his pocket because we we weren't taking, you know, a lot of stuff with us. And um, they started laughing and said, oh, absolutely not. We don't take cash, cards only. And so Jim's like, well, what if I don't have cards on me? Like, And they're like, well, um, oh, well. And so we're like, well, the dinner should be free then, shouldn't it? And we were kind of laughing because I had my wallet on me. But um, they didn't find the humor in it at all. In fact, they, they were shocked <laughs> that we we did not have a card. Mm. Or they don't even look at you when you're ordering like fast food and they just throw the card up and they're, they're down getting your, your shake or your juice. And then they, they throw the machine up and they're just waiting for you to tap. And then when they finally look up because they haven't heard the beep, they send, see, oh, you have cash. Like it's, it's a, it's a really big um, pause when you pull cash out in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, it's odd. I think that the, the service may differ because, you know, like we were saying earlier with the tips, we don't do tips here. So, you know, Right. The workers get paid more, so whether they're nice or whatever, they don't really tend to go the extra mile because they don't necessarily have to because they're getting it in their wage. Yeah, they're getting tipped Where anyway. you go to America and the waiters are so, they're your best friend for the night because they rely on those tips, where in Australia, sure. they're not relying on tips, they're just being paid accordingly, they're mm-hmm. just there to do a job. So I think that's where the, that's where it's a little bit different, maybe. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah, we noticed that big, big, big time. I remember when we flew to the States and I wasn't used to tipping. You know, I, I live in Australia. It was the first time I'd been to the States and yeah. the lady who drove us from the airport to the hotel, she was saying, we gave her some money when we got there. We paid her the, the fee or whatever. And she said, no, no, I'll get your bag out. And I went, oh, no, it's okay. I've, I've got it. It's fine. I can do it. And she goes, no, no, I've got it. I went, okay, fine. Thank you. And she took it out. And she sort of expected a tip. And I was like, oh, I've, I've got no cash on me at the moment. It's just sort of like, plunked my bags down and left. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See ya. Have a nice day. then. So, so what have we got coming up in the near future? So you just finished Supernova here in Australia. What's coming up next? Do you know, Margaret? Like what's Ooh. next on Jim's schedule convention-wise? Is there anything coming up on the near horizon? Oh, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Tomorrowland. Yes. Oh, Jim's okay. going to be voicing that. Is, is that right? Yes, Not, he is. J- Jim has yeah. been voicing Tomorrowland yeah, 10, 12 years. for over yeah. 12 years. Yeah. yeah. And um, they are bringing Jim and, and his family to Belgium for the opening of Tomorrowland in uh, on the 21st of July. 600,000 people. It's a little get-together. I just little thing I threw together. <laughs> and it's Jim just a is small the, country. The wizard? Yeah. Are you a wizard or a prophet? I don't know. I think I'm a wizard. Give I, us the wizard. Well, I... People of Tomorrowland, welcome. Be at one with the universe. Another Balderall, another blah, 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 yakety schmackety. You know, and it's kind of like that. Are you going to be out on stage in your Dumbledore outfit or are you just going to be doing the voice? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. No, yeah. no, Jim, Jim, offered, Jim offered to oh, go in costume. I'll he would love it. Second. And then they were thinking about it, and then they're like, ah, "No, actually, we don't. We don't want him. We want we want Jim Cummings, like he is the voice of love for well, our yeah, our Tomorrowland." I was just gonna say that. Yeah, and, and he was like, "That we. I mean, he just loves Jim. He did yeah. not know who Jim was until 
um, I really thought during that was COVID. Like the only thing I did. Because he wanted to try and get a hold of Jim during COVID. And Jim had switched agents. And, you know, Jim was mostly working from home and people were, you know. Yeah, it's weird. It was a different time. And it was a so, chaos, a chaos time. So he was looking him up to try and find him. And then that's when he discovered who Jim was as a VO. And so he was telling us this story that like he almost fell out of his chair. He couldn't believe yeah. it. So he was like, you know, we've got to bring him out here. Yeah. We've got to have him meet all the DJs, this, yeah. this and that. But, you know, during COVID when Jim did the recording or was it mm. just before COVID or after? It was just yeah, after COVID. All around. Because I think they were closed yeah. for two years. Yeah. So I didn't have my glasses on. And Jim gets the email of the script. And, uh, and so I'm looking at it and I'm trying to make the font bigger, bigger for Jim. So, you know, he's going to do it in the recording studio here at home. And, uh, it says, we, we want you to kind of capture this feel of this, this, um, link of this, this guy talking. And I wasn't really reading like every word. So I just click on the YouTube link and I didn't oh, have my glasses right, on right, right. and it's, and it's this guy with this little tiny mustache and he's talking like in the in the twenties. Uh, yeah, 30s. it was it was yeah, and it was a very stentorial. Yeah, you know, uh, speech, a rousing speech, a rallying speech. And so I said, "Oh my God, Jim, Jim, you can't do this. You can't do this opening for Tomorrowland." And he goes, "Well, why not?" And I go, "They want you to do a speech about Hit with Hitler. I think Hitler's doing the speech." <laughs> yeah. And he goes, "What? This is unacceptable. I'm not doing this." Yeah, and and he just kind of looked over at the screen and saw the guy, and it was like a black and white video. Yeah. And he's doing this. So he didn't listen to it too much. And he gets on the phone immediately to his agent. And he says, I can't do this. Call me back. And she calls him back. And, and he says, there's no way. Am I giving um, a knockoff speech of Hitler? And she's quiet. And she goes, Jim, it's Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was telling Jim, I'm like, Jim, he want you to talk like Hitler. Oh god. He was doing the wave he was doing the wave and everything. <laughs> then we turned up then we turned up the yeah. We turned up the sound and it was just you and, know, it was Yeah, and so we still laugh at it to this day and, and I'll I'll play it to him when he's getting ready to do and you know, from now on now they have him go into a studio, you know. They're not they're not gonna risk any of that that yeah. he says no again. Like it didn't confuse you why Hitler was wearing a little black hat? <laughs> he yeah. wasn't wearing a black hat. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. And he was speaking about like the unity of um, yeah, it of was the, actually human quite, race. Quite beautiful. And how everyone needs to come together and, yeah. you know. It was oh, very rousing. Very, yeah, very moving speech. But I didn't have my glasses on. I thought it was Hitler. Or or the sound. <laughs> I can just imagine Jim. What? Get her on the phone what now. That? Yeah, right. <laughs> Was ist los? <laughs> And I told I told the Tomorrowland guy that, and he didn't laugh at all. <laughs> it was funny. Uh-uh. <laughs> Here over yes. in Belgium, I said to Jim, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's just lost in translation." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it was lost. All right, mostly lost. But yeah, so that's what Jim's got coming up, and then he's doing, yeah. he's he's doing um, the four day con, three three or four day con in Montreal, yeah. Quebec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we weren't sure if that was going to go on, and you're all invited because of the I'll, fires. I'll be there. But we're missing we're missing Jazz Week. Jazz Week ends the weekend before. Okay, so that that's kind of too bad. But those are the the, the Belgium is the big thing, and That'll then um, yeah, and then Jim's at Tam- in Tampa Bay. He's got his um, 
He's got his summer cutout for him. Yeah. Uh, Colorado. Colorado. You have to start doing some cardio, working out, getting ready for your big summer. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. You mentioned how the guy was gobsmacked that Jim was who he was. I think what's happened is, you know, you were the voice of so many shows from when we were growing up. Mm. Now we're all all of an age where we're sort of, some of us are executives and we're sort of running companies and it's like all the people who are running the show now were the ones that you raised with your voice and now everyone, it's like- You've got a whole new your whole career, your career's got like a whole new resurgence as a result. I oh think. yeah, that plus Disney Plus, you know. Disney Plus it. was. I mean, a lot of people complain about the streaming services, but yeah. Disney Plus is just a plus in my opinion for many reasons. Oh yeah, same here. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think I've said before. You know, uh, I'll be at a convention or something. There's a four year old dressed as Darkwing Duck or King Louie, you know, from Tailspin, and I'm yeah. like, okay, well that show went off twenty years before you were born. So, and they go, oh yeah, no, we got Disney Plus. We're you know. No. Well, and the other thing too is Great. Jim didn't even have a Spotify account. And when we redid his office for him, um, I had the computer and I logged in and I created him a Spotify account. And when I logged in okay, yeah. and, and there's Jim Cummings and it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a station that it's somebody made. And yeah. I said, well, place, who's yeah. doing this? So I emailed Spotify and they said, well, uh, upload his driver's license. So we know it's him and it's his. And they gave it to him. So they had just made this Jim Cummings Spotify with all of Jim Cummings music. And at that time, he had like 1.2 mm-hmm. listeners a month listening yeah. to Jim Cummings. And we, we didn't even know, didn't even didn't yeah. even know about it because, you know, yeah. it's, it's a different time. Um, and so now, of course, we know. And so a lot of people um, also talk to Jim about his singing because yeah. he's, he's sung so many different songs. And now I, I get an extra, like, I don't know, 125 grand a week. So that's not bad. I'm really glad she found that. Or it might just be 25 bucks. Yeah. I, I can't Jim, remember. It's I one think, of those. I think they're called royalties, Jim. I think I, they are. You know. They're royal. They're very yeah, royal. Like, so the, just say, for example, Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, right? The new Adventures back in the 80s. Are you still getting, like, kick-ass royalties from that? Because it's now on Disney+. Plus? I don't know if it's kick-ass, well, yeah, but Royalty's a royalty, though, right? It's money for nothing now. I mean, you, you put oh, in the yeah, hard yards yeah. 20, 30 years ago, and now you're still getting money for it. That's a great gig, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, every now and then, I, I think maybe about 12 months ago, 13 months ago, I got a check for 50 bucks for or, uh, Roger Rabbit. And that was just Roger a, a Rabbit bullet. From <laughs> 85. Yeah, and I was just a bullet, yeah. And so uh, that, you know, it never... Thank you, Lord. Never goes away, you know, completely. So do you get a royalty check for every character or does Disney just go, here is Jim Cummings' account? No, it's it's per show. And, uh, you know, one character and two characters, same rate. But if you do yeah. three characters, you get a 10% bump. So, you know, you're looking for three. And, um, and yeah, and that, that that's solid. That, that goes throughout the recording process and on... 20, 30 years later, it's still according to that uh, paradigm. Have royalties changed like percentage-wise over time? I'm not really sure really how royalties work. Is that something you need to work out when you first sign on to do a voice, the royalties going forward? Or is that something you have – how does that all work? Well, you you don't want to sign off on them. You yeah, want yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's it, – you know, we've gone on strike to, to get a, a bigger bump yep. here and there over the years. But well, those uh, are residuals. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, residuals. That's true. And royalties. Residuals and royalties. Okay, so how, how how do they differ? And what's 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 so royalties is residuals is anytime something's played 
on television. You get like a cent or something. You get a residual, yeah. Yeah. And then the royalties are the music. Are from sales. I wonder how much money my kids have put in your pocket then the last year watching Disney+. Plus. <laughs> well, Probably I don't $2. know, but I tell them to keep up the good work. Yeah, at least two bucks. So, for example, the union sent Jim an email and said that he hasn't claimed or they don't have any claims yeah. of Jim being a chorus. Is that what it was called? Backup? Could be. Yeah, yeah. I've done a few of those. And Jim's done a lot of them, but he doesn't remember. So, um, you know, all of them. So then they sent, um, you know, a PDF and said, go ahead and look over it. And yeah. I had to l list the songs to Jim. And I'm like, are these you? Or is it like another Jim Cummings? And we literally had to start Googling because yeah. the, the songs are so old or they're like, he's not credited yeah. for it. Um, mm -hmm. Like what was that movie? The, with the alligator, uh, the no. hook. Oh, hook. hook, yeah. So what do you sing in that? Um, uh, just the chant when Dustin Hoffman's coming out. Hook, hook. That's you? Hook, show us the hook. Give us the hook. Yeah. You know, and then uh, there was another one. And so Jim's never like Jim's never gotten royalties for that mm -hmm. because he never signed up as for a, a chorus or background yep. singer. So now we just had to go through the process of finding all the songs where he's not a feature but he's in the song because mm -hmm. a lot of, of them aren't aren't on Google. Yeah. So that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like could do a trivia. The original, yeah, the original Little Mermaid. I was in fathoms below, below. I was in the chorus, you know. So uh, I was in two out of three Little Mermaid movies. Wow, like that's just yeah, it's amazing. I'm just sitting here just in awe, just all the stuff that you just like. Oh yeah, I did this and I did that. Like for example, being part of that Little Mermaid song, that's something that would be somebody's claim to fame forever. You know, but for you, it's just yeah. like, ah, I think I did it. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's like even like the chorus songs when he's saying, he's like, no, I don't know who that guy is. And then I'll Google the guy and he's like a, a famous actor. Um, and then I'm like, you had to have Jim, like the union sending this to you. And then he'll start kind of trying to sing the, 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 the uh, title of the song. And then all of a sudden it comes back to him and he starts singing. Oh yeah, I did the chorus. And then I was like, I'm like, oh my God, this is just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, I've been busy. Well, Margaret, like I said, it's been lovely to have you on board. You're going to come on like another another show, maybe a couple of weeks' time. We'll get more stories about Jim Jim's travels and the shenanigans he gets up to. For sure. <laughs> oh, that's Jim's great. rolling his eyes. <laughs> Producer great. Chris, thank you for joining us today. Even though you're quite silent over there, but just sort of taking it all in. Were you, or were you more embarrassed by your mum's stories of Jim? <laughs> <laughs> no, just making sure the ship runs smooth, you know, as always. Exactly <laughs> always a good right. Time. Yes. Good <laughs> and stuff. it ran smoothly indeed. All right, guys, thank you for listening to uh, Tuned In with Jim Cummings. Don't forget you can support us on Patreon for early and ad-free access to the show, as well as access to exclusive Q&A mailbags and prize draws, as well as Cummings commentaries, where Jim goes back and rewatches all those Disney Afternoons uh, cartoon shows in character. So we've got up there right now a episode of Darkwing Duck, where Darkwing joins us, and we're going to be doing a bonkers one in July as well. But thank you once again, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode of Tuned In with Jim Cummings. So stay tuned. <laughs>